Hello again, and welcome back to the Fear and Beer podcast, where we talk all things horror, horror nights, and just a dash of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. All right. It seems like last week when we started talking Halloween Horror Nights, we just started rolling the ball of news. We got speculation maps now. We got yeah. That, yeah, we got we that more releases. We got yeah. Well, not releases, but, you know. We're getting there. Spec stuff. We're getting there. It's definitely starting to feel a little bit closer to the fall than it actually is. But we'll take it because we got that announcement probably, was it three weeks ago at this point, that Horror Nights is back September 3rd. We are going ahead with those dates, and then it wasn't too far along after that, the guys over at Horror Night Nightmares released their seemingly annual and consistently updated speculation map to give us something to talk about. Is this sooner than they usually do? Yeah, this is, I I would say sooner. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like we're getting announcements a little bit earlier because stuff like Beetlejuice was already around. You know, it's kind of like a half announcement really because it's like yeah we knew Beetlejuice I mean we knew Beetlejuice was going to be a house again there's no way that thing was going to run for just three days and then pack it up and try again next year but it seems like it might be a little bit on the earlier side which is kind of what we were saying back in the summertime where we're saying that we're probably going to be getting news sooner rather than later this year just based on the fact that it got postponed they already have probably most of their stuff planned out ahead yeah, of time. Yeah, and judging by the map that we looked at, it you can tell that you know, they're definitely kind of just rolling with what was planned for last year mm-hmm. into this year. Not saying that everything is the same. Yeah, but it's but pretty you can similar. see it's pretty similar. Yeah. No, and, and these guys are usually pretty close. So. Yeah, and that's what we expected too. I mean, there's some new names on here, some different taglines, uh, but we'll, we'll get all into that this episode. But we also got a nice big old bottle of beer staring us in the face. Yeah. What is, what's keep, this bad boy? I keep going back to the well, you know. We keep going back to the same wells. <laughs> hey, but, you know, there's well. a reason why we go back to the same wells. I brought another Jolly Pumpkin. Ooh. Could you, could you believe Can what? you believe it? Another one? I was going to say, it's either um, Jolly Pumpkin, Jester King, or the Hidden Springs I, Ale. I, dude, I, t- I mean, these guys are getting so much free, free publicity from us, but, like... Every single time I go to the bottle shop, there's always something new from them that I haven't tried. And this one looked really cool. It's not really horror-based or Halloween-based, but it's called Jolly Pumpkin. I mean, that's pretty close. And we've had a version of this before, um, but this one's called Turbo Bam. And it's a collaboration with the Masonry up in Seattle. Um, and what kind of caught my eye is the the label definitely gives off that, like, uh, trying to think of the, the that sci-fi turbo punk vibe, that like Blade Runner vibe. Um, so it kind of goes hand in hand with the fact that I just finished reading the first Dune book. I know, shoot mm-hmm. me, I, I it's 2021 and I've just it's just wrote read, read Dune it. for the first time. Um, not that I didn't know what it was, but got to get prepared for that movie coming out in October. But yeah, so went with another uh, Jolly Pumpkin again. This one's Turbo Bam. It's a sour. Uh, oak aged pod farmhouse so it'll be kind of the same as what we've had before from them a little but, boozy from the barrel but it'll be a little more boozy just it's got that oak that oak oakiness if you yep. want to call it that to it um but i mean it's got relatively big it got a relatively big paragraph on uh untapped it says conceptual conceptualized excuse me to be the perfect beer to pair with a delicious slice of pizza we don't have any pizza. <laughs> Turbo Bam delivers a hefty portion of rye malt. So it's got rye malt in it. Uh, gives it an underlying spice that allows the coriander and Szechuan peppercorns to build upon. Uh, the normal Bam, its hopping regime is Cascade and Crystal, which is accentuated with Amarillo and lemon peel. And this is what puts the Turbo in Turbo Bam, essentially. Um, so it's going to have lemon, pineapple, mango in it. It's going to be probably a little, sp- I don't want to say spicy, but it's going to be... With that peppercorn in it, it's probably going to have a little bit of a bite to it. Yep. That's an interesting um, thing to add in there. And it's not heavy. I mean, we're talking 4.9% ABV. So oh, we're talking yeah, like, right over, like right over, right around a Bud Light. So yeah. it's like, and not not to say that it's the same, but it's going to be a really easy drinker, I Smooth. think. Smooth. Probably still um, have that sour bite, yeah, but not yeah. as much kickback. Yeah, and with, and with oak-aged barreling, I mean, it's, to be honest with you, I'm surprised that it's not as heavy as it, as it could be. Let's pop this bottle. We'll Zero. give it a shot. 
and I mean, chances are I'm gonna like it. Yeah, I know that for a fact. But. Yeah, oh yeah. If it's a sour farmhouse ale, Seamus is in. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Ooh, that's a good looking bottle right there. I'm excited to try Smells this one. Smells good. The peppercorns are not throwing me off, but it's definitely an interesting thing to add onto this. And even as you're pouring it, it looks looks very light. Yeah, I don't understand what Szechuan peppercorns are. Like, I know what I know. Szechuan is, I would assume, like an Asian style peppercorn. Yeah, probably a little I, sweeter. I, maybe I'm just reading the word the wrong way. But typical farmhouse style. Uh, typical of a farmhouse, it's pouring like with a big head, so we gotta wait for the head to settle before we no. can start. And it looks very it, but... like, very citrusy. That's what that. It kind of reminds me of that New England IPA oh, citrus see, color. Yeah, you can smell the. Ooh. You can smell the citrus. Yeah, yeah, nice. It's got that. I'm expecting that's that, probably gonna be where all that the that farmhouse from. twang on the nose, if it's the right word I'm thinking of. But like that, you know how like you said before, like you've had you've had them where they smell like trash. Yep. But they taste unbelievable. Yeah, it's so it, weird. It's, how they not trick to say you it's sometimes. got a trashy smell, but it definitely has that like hint of garbage truck to the smell. And that sounds really weird. And I make I make it sound yeah. awful, but it. But it's just it's something about the natural yeast or it's maybe like plasticky. Yeah, <laughs> it smells it's got like it's got that just that that weird that weird smell. Yeah. But I mean, the taste is always like out of this world. So yeah. no, I'm excited for this because it does smell good, and I do like those farmhouse sours. And not being like a nine percenter is a huge bonus as well. We wait for <laughs> Nick's to settle because Nick's got a lot of head. Nick's going one's on going. His. Yeah, this one's going wild. It's okay. I'm used to not having any head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Hopefully the wife doesn't hear this one. Yeah, well, she doesn't listen to the podcast anyways, oh, so... fuck it. <laughs> All right, well, I guess while unless we... One, unless somebody that's listening to this podcast tell, tells her I'm making jokes like that, that's not going to be cool. We'll do that <laughs> now. I know, I know my, um... I think my sister-in-law listens to this podcast pretty often, so hey, Val... <laughs> Keep it on the down low. I'm just kidding. I'm just making jokes. That's all I'm doing, making jokes. Got to entertain the people. Got to entertain the peoples. I'm not that big of a misogynist, I swear. Oh, see, I can't talk trash like that because my girlfriend listens. Couple, She's our biggest fan. A couple weeks behind, though, so I got like two weeks of like freedom before the <laughs> the lashings come. <laughs> For the for the uh, the collar gets the great tightened. thing about these big like these I think this is a seven fifty milliliter is that a is yeah that, I think. Mm, maybe a little bit yeah small. no i think it is i think it's these 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 bottles are typically 750 um the good thing about them is we always get like a full almost a full pint between the For two each, of us yep, and yep. It's, it's a perfect size beer to split on a podcast Ooh, there's something on the back of it though we could read it uh it says somewhere in the heart of seattle where the sun never shines and it always glows rain you're not drinking the correct beer from the mean streets of fremont to the lower queen anne Runs a love supreme, and since you won't drink the same beer twice, and since Matt would never lay claim to BAM, we had to invent a variant. Pardon the lack of blue wax. P-effing S, you will need to make ref reservations some months in advance for a seat at the tiki table. <laughs> Ask for it by name. You know you know the F that. Do you have a p- palapa? <laughs> Do you need a palapa? SeattlePalapaKing.com, the Masonry Fremont Meatball Invitational 2018, a Love Supreme Machine. <laughs> Hashtag FU Ron Jeffries. What <laughs> <laughs> the hell that means? But that's funny. Supreme I know Ron Jeffries. Well, Ron Jeffries is like the lead. I think he's the lead or one of the founders of, of Jolly Pumpkin. I almost said Farmhouse. Jolly Pumpkin. That's funny. That's some funny stuff. Like you guys, you guys, you guys are jokesters. I, I like it. That's really funny. But. I haven't had this yet. I haven't drank it yet. So let's no, let's, dive in on this uh, let's, let's, let's give this a little bit of a little, a little bit of taster. a tasty poo. Right, cheers, cheers. Oh wow! Wow, that's good. That is very sour. It's a lot drier than I expected it to be. And when yeah. I mean like dry, it's not like a sweet. Yeah, there's no. a lot of sweetness to it. It's really definitely a dry that's sour because it's it comes on very strong and you can feel it right in the jowls. And then it almost just but dissipates. It doesn't ling- yeah, it doesn't linger. Yeah. Like, there's no lingeringness. Lingeringness. That's a dumb word. <laughs> there's no lingering sour after Mm-mm. the fact. Like it's not on the on the back end at all. Like once it goes, once the it hits the front of your palate, and it goes down, go down the old hatch. Mm-hmm. Very, it's not very like coppery for me. Yeah, I mean it's. I think that's common no. of this style, and I could be wrong. I mean I'm not an expert, but I think for a lot of the ones that I've had, it's got that coppery taste to it which is funny because it i mean unless i'm crazy it's aged in oak barrels which are wood oak barrels yeah. so it doesn't it shouldn't get anything like that from the 
from the barreling, but maybe it could potentially comes from now. Yeah, maybe, but it, I mean, it shouldn't. It, I think more so from the fermentin, fermenta- fermentation oh, yeah. process. It may have get some of that, but the oak aging, there isn't a ton of oak to it. No, and maybe I was I'm expecting, crazy. But... No, I was expecting more of that boozy. Because every time we have those oak barrel aged beers, yeah. it's that real any, boozy. Any barreling, really, but yeah. yeah. Almost like wine style tasting. And that's, well, that that could be it. So they could be aged. I mean, I don't, I, maybe I missed the somewhere on here, but it could be aged in wine barrels, mm. which gives it more of a, like, sweeter. of a wine, of a wine flavoring, like a, that dry wine yeah. type thing. And I'm, not, and I'm not a wine guy. I'm not a sommelier. I yeah. don't know anything about wines, but I know that some of them tend to be drier. So maybe that's why we're getting was. some of that dryness. But either way, it's a refreshing this is amazing. Beer. I mean, it's only got like a 3.7 on Untap, but I think it's easily over a four. And that could be me being generous, but I really do think that I haven't had anything dry pumpkin yet that I've been like, mm, not my thing. Yeah. Like everything I've had from them so far, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, no, but like everything we, I've had from dry pumpkin so far, they're just. They're they're just awesome. Like it just uh, on top of their game when it comes to farmhouse. And when I think of the top farmhouse brewers in the world, I'm talking like, you know, even like the ones in Belgium. A lot of those big like Cantillon and I'm already forgetting Hill Farmstead, um, like a lot of those ones, or even Jester King and Dal and in Austin. Um, these guys are like to me they're 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 up there. I mean maybe not number one but they're definitely like Making knocking a run on the door it. anyways but yeah just a uh, jolly pumpkin you guys again if you listen to us it's awesome if not either way it's you make awesome beer you're the bomb if you can get this near you i would totally suggest picking up anything that's jolly pumpkin you, they they're not going to steer you wrong no this is definitely right in their wheelhouse and they know it that's for sure all right we got the beer part out let's talk speculation map so, have you got a chance to kind of dive into this thing yet? Or I've reviewed it a, a little, little bit. bit. I mean, I haven't done a massive, like, like read between the lines yeah. on it. Um, but I have, I looked at all the house names. I looked at the scare zones. I don't think there's a huge change in the scare zones. I think they're pretty much the same as they were the last spec we had yeah, this then, year. Or, no, sorry, this year. The past, uh, last year. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really done a whole lot of thinking on it yet. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not quite sure how I feel about yeah. some of the so, names. This episode, I think we're just going to kind of quickly brush over it. We're going to talk about it. And then later on down the line, we're going to do another episode really diving into these properties and saying, okay, what's going to be in this scary Ohio? What's going to be in this, you know, best of scare zone mashup? You know, what, what do we honestly think? But that's going to be for another day. So let's just dive right in. I'm going to go through the different houses that we have and the different locations that they're at. So starting right on the top of the map, with Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein lives. That is going to be in the same location, which is right over up by Rip Ride Rocket. If you keep following that path, you're going to hit that second house, which is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is going to be to the left of Jimmy Fallon in that little house. Keep going towards that back end where I believe Us was, and forget the other house that was on that side last year. So it was... As you're going towards New York, New York, whatever that that backdrop by the tribute um, store, it was, like yeah, the tribute store. It was Stranger Things, and then and it was us. was us back there. I thought it was yeah, it was Stranger Things and us, and then the Yeti, and the Yeti was on the left. And, and, yep. Okay, so yes, yes, it was us. All right, you're right. Sorry. So so back in that little corner over by to the left of the tribute store, you have Revenge of the Tooth Fairy again, same location. It was in this HHN light season. And you're going to have that HHN Icons Captured house up towards the front area, which is pretty cool because that's kind of more of a prominent prominent area. So now we're going to wrap all the way down back towards the end over by past the little Fear Factor stage, which is kind of where the House of a Thousand Corpses was last year. And that is where we got Scary, which is Welcome to Scary, Horror in the Heartland continue that past mib and that's where we have those two back uh like backstage house areas the tents um the underwater one was last year yeah um that's where we're gonna have the wicked growth realm of the pumpkin and puppet theater follow that road all the way back and swing over to that et barney area uh we have the haunting of hill house in that corner we also have beetlejuice so now we're going to follow that all the way through 
coming back out towards the entrance where uh, the Shrek Theater, and that is where we are going to be supposedly getting. And that is where we are going to supposedly be getting Creep Show as a house this year. Yeah. So this is so those this are the is houses. I think the big that one. I mean, not to skip all the way to the end, but that yep. one I think is the biggest surprise so far. Yep. Um, if that were to happen, because we said in the beginning of last year, we were like, there's a chance, mm-hmm. but I mean, would they go back to, cause they don't, have they done, have they done creep show before? Not in Orlando. Cause they've done like the Crypt Creeper in yep. the dungeon. Or he was like an called. icon, but they have, but that was also like Fright Night's days back but, I mean, in like, yeah, 92. so for like me, that's exciting because yep. I mean that's Stephen King in a way. Stephen mm-hmm. King made that movie yep. with uh, George Romero, so that's super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a matter of two with that is I just don't know what they're gonna be using. Now you've watched Creepshow more than I have. Um, well, it's a it is a good point. It depends on like what anthology, what series. I know there's a new series coming yeah, out. Yeah, well there already there is. is one. On. So there's so there is a Shutter series. Um, and it's actually penned or created by the dude who, oh, what is his name? I'm forgetting his name. And he's worked with Stephen King in the past, and he's done things. I think he worked with Joe Hill on the Nosferatu show mm. um, that was also on Shutter and AMC, I think. But either way, point is, is yeah, so it could very well be referencing the new Creep Show show, yep. which is cool. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of it, yep. um, but I have heard that it's relatively cool yeah i would hope and this is just my own personal um personal <laughs> thought i hope that it focuses more on the original creep show movie mm-hmm. um there were two of them but the first one was the best one most recognizable one where you had the gentleman who was a germaphobe in one of the in one of the shows and one of the segments and he ended up having like cockroaches come out of him and everything else <laughs> like so the, the nice the cool thing about creep show at least the original movie was it was almost like a living comic book yeah so it was written in like there were segments it was like an anthology movie mm-hmm. but they didn't really tie into each other yeah uh and then the show is kind of the same way but it's like multiple episodes gotcha kind of like how like like black mirror almost more or less yeah it was like an early black different. mirror i mean more traditional more acting than, like, traditional Twilight horror Zombie. Whereas, yeah, Black Mirror is definitely yeah. more like horror. Uh, not most, more sci-fi, more like, ooh, what if. Future world, yeah, yeah. gotcha. No, that's that's exciting. And so, obviously, the big changes is Creepshow coming onto the map and the Billie Eilish house being washed away from the map. So, I think it's a confirmation that Billie Eilish is not happening. Yeah, I would say that, I mean, like I said, these guys tend to be more right than wrong. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see her show up again. But you're right. I think that would... The first house, uh, first spec up, not spec map, not having her on it at all. Not a good sign. For I think, yeah, I think, fans I think maybe they pulled, they, she pulled out for this year. So, yeah. which is sad. I was kind of excited to, at curious. Least, yeah, more curious yeah. than anything to see what it was going to be like. Now, this is, this map excites me because I've, I've obviously going back. It's really fun to look back at that speculation map version 1.0 for HHN30 that they dropped last year and seeing how it's evolved. You know, we, we had like, you know, unknown original and then we had one that was like Pumpkin Lord and then the yep. Wicked Grow. It's it's funny how some stuff just kind of, I don't know how these guys get this information or how they kind of chisel away at the what if or, you know, like, let's dial this in. It's not just um, mannequin <laughs> theater. They're not going to give away their sources. Oh, no, 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 that's for <laughs> sure. But it's it's inter- it's interesting to see that they, they can finally uh, kind of chip away at whoever it is and like, all right, stop asking me. It's not called mannequin theater. It's called puppet theater, captive audience. Change it on your spec map. Like, all right, good. Get iron. Beat it. Well, I think puppet, the puppet theater one was more or less confirmed last year right yeah with that video that they did for peacock so i mean they kind of knew ahead of time yeah so they're probably like yeah that one you guys got that one right so you can stick with that yeah but no a lot of these excite me so bride of frankenstein lives let's just go down the line i guess and just kind of give our quick thoughts on all these so the bride of frankenstein lives obviously we got to experience it this year um definitely a fan favorite that front entrance facade where it was you know the the bride screaming and Frankenstein stuck underneath the tree and yeah. the actors in that just did an amazing job. And I'm, I'm excited to do this again. Fingers crossed, hopefully without plexiglass. Yeah. Without 
the crazy restrictions. Because I, I was going to say that, like, this is the only one I got to do this past year. Um, and I have to say that although it was a, it was a cool house, the the saran wrap didn't help. Like, I felt like yeah. I couldn't really see what was going on. It distracting. Um, it was very distracting. It's it, it was almost, to me, it was almost too dark. And mm-hmm. I know that's weird to say. Yeah. But it was hard to really see what was going on, even with or without the saran. It was very, very hard to see, like, all the scare actors and what was what they were doing. And I think that part of it was because of the the way they had to kind of like block everything off yeah. from everybody because of the COVID and stuff. But I'm hoping that going into this year, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And like we said, last time we spoke about this yeah, stuff, I don't, I think we're both that. pretty convinced that they're not going to have it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that improves this one. Cause I'm not super excited, but I knew it was coming back. Like yeah. we knew this one was going to happen again. Yeah. So. I mean, if you open up these houses, I, I don't, th- I, I don't think there's any reason to shut them down or, or redo them because you know, maybe ten percent of the HHN people that come down every year got to experience it because it was just locals. If you know, if if memory serves me correct, there really wasn't a crazy amount of like travel during think, that September I don't October think there time. Was, but you know, either way, so, so you know, more or less, it's gonna come back because the majority didn't get to try it out. Right. Uh, all right. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So supposedly there's another a new movie coming out. Of next, course. of course there is, because why not? Just yeah, well, like we go to the milk same that cow for all it's worth. Yeah, we got to go to the same beer well. I guess these guys got to go to the same, same. I, mean, uh, I can't say slasher. much because I'm pumped about the Halloween trilogy. But yeah, I can't be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. other Texas, oh my god. Yeah, right. When like maybe it might Halloween be good. Movies. It might be good. Whatever. I haven't looked into it. We'll discuss that more in depth I mean, when we go through the they're not exactly map. batting a thousand when it comes yeah. to sequels and remakes in that no, series that but, series you know. is series is all over the place so i'll be very curious to see is it based off of the original is it just based off of like the hewitt family is it based off of this next movie which i i don't know if it's going to be a sequel or not or if it's like a remake or what what have you yeah but i mean it says it right there. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're going to get chainsaws. You're going to get Leatherface. You're going to get the Hewitt family. You're going to get dirty gore. You know, it's going to be... And a bunch be, of Leatherfaces. It's going to be gory. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of big dudes in... Uh, Leatherface masks. In masks. Yeah. So, uh, that's the only one on here as well that I'm, I still throw a shadow of doubt over. Because I feel like it was... It kind of jumped in last minute. And I feel like it could also be replaced pretty easily. So, I don't know. That one is just one that maybe has an asterisk mark next to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's only spec map one, so who knows. But, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm bummed that this is one of them that's on it. Only because, like I said, it's, it's, this was like the one house where I was like, I'm not excited for at all. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I was kind of expecting them to do something different. Um, but, I mean, again, if they had to pull certain IPs out of the back of their just to fill something to fill fill, fill a spot then i guess this might have been easy to get yeah it's definitely the most lackluster i think on the map when it comes to i mean you look at these i just feel like we've seen chainsaws a million times and they always have chainsaws walking up and down the scare zone. every scare zone is a chainsaw so it's it's overdone and i'm not gonna lie to you like this is and again this is just my own personal opinion the scare the scare zones with the chainsaws are more annoying than anything else yeah those are definitely like, my least favorite they're just they're loud they're obnoxious and it's like okay you're not scaring me it's just annoying when you come yeah. up in my face and go yeah. it's like i don't need that yeah so no. like if a whole you're gonna be walking through a house it's gonna enclose space literally loud noise it's yep. gonna make that noise even louder and i'm more obnoxious than yeah. it is outside so i don't know i mean i'm gonna do it yeah, but I'm not gonna be like, oh, this one I have go, to wait. Yeah. I'm not waiting two hours. First to house, first one. house, chainsaw. Yeah, not no. gonna happen. All right, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, another another house that we got to. This is what I'm I'm excited for because yeah. I didn't get to do this one. Oh, okay, so, so this one I I I feel like it definitely got a little bit uh, less less of a good res- like ugh, what do I say? This? It got not as good of a good response. Yeah, it didn't have as good of a response as Bride of Frankenstein lives. But personally, I loved this house. I thought the story was just really fun I you know I, I think the idea in the story and like the theming of the house was up to par but I think the scares were were very low and that again having to come back to I think it has the to plexiglass with, yeah you know th- there was a lot of opportunities in the rooms from what I remember to deliver a really good scare and instead they were kind of hidden you know it looked like they were definitely put out of place when it yeah. comes to scares um so Again, with that potentially being fixed this coming year, 
I would expect this house to make the biggest leap in like reception. Because I think the story is really cool. The facade, like when you walk in, um, I won't give away too much for you or for anybody that hasn't actually experienced it, but it's very like storybook style, like like a pop up book, and it's just like little things moving around. It just it's a really creative way to enter. And yeah, it's and kind I'm kind of hoping that like this leads into like other avenues where they could do this for other fairy tales. Yeah, that would be like I mean, not just tooth yep. fairy. You could do other scary tales. Well, because that was you know again going back to like that version one. There was something about like fairy tales or scary yeah. tales, and we were like going into all these other different yeah. things that could have been or should have been or what have you. But that's what that is. All right, now for these big heavy hitter originals, we got HHN Icons Captured. So this is a different name yeah. than what it was last year. So they've altered it a little bit. So they added added that whole captured. So captured, tagline. yeah. That that's that's what's interesting about it. Yeah. What do they mean by captured? So did they are they trying to get out? Are we being held captive? Time I'm wondering. Tell, I guess on that. I'm one. wondering if maybe we might get a an even another new icon. Something that's like and they've, they've them. captured. Yeah. Either someone has captured some something has captured the icons, or the icons have captured a new icon. Yeah. And we're gonna learn about this one as we go along. Yeah. I think once we dive into this on the next episode or two, I think we'll start to unravel it a little bit. But I think for right now, my first impression is the icons have been captured. We'll probably go through different stages. Each room is gonna kind of be there their realm or whatever and then being held captive in that realm and then boom big reveal at the end yeah. held them captive and then maybe some sort of breakout scene at the end but that'll be something that we'll dive down kind of really in depth on next time because i i think there's a lot of ways to go into this one and i like the location on that that's a good spot for it that can be right at the you know not really right at the front but you just make a beeline straight shot all the way down to the tribute store and you're there yeah and the cool i mean not getting ahead of ourselves, but I do think that like with all of these, there isn't one other than maybe Texas as being the throwaway house. Like these no, are all going to yeah. be relatively busy just because I think they're all mm-hmm. interesting. Like, there's something about them that's going to draw people over to them. Not like yeah. last year where not saying that any of the, of the originals were bad, but there were a couple that were kind of like been here, did done it, that. Yeah. I mean, I did it once. Not, I don't have to do that again. Yeah. Um, so they weren't as busy. I think these ones, no matter where you put them, it's going to draw a crowd. Yeah, that's for sure. And definitely this year being postponed for that year, you're going to have people that yeah, more ready sure. to go. Yep. All right. Continuing along on the map, we got Welcome to Scary Horror in the Heartland, which is going to be obviously based around Cary, Ohio, the fictitious so land what, of the this, horror. Do you think this is the name that was supposed to be last year? And this is going to be that Cary, Ohio one? Probably. I, yeah. yeah, this was the... Because I remember we had one that was just called Anniversary House. And this would have been that one where it's... You could call the HHN Icons an Anniversary House as well. But you have Icons and then you have Cary, like Cary Ohio. Ohio. And they do intertwine a little bit. But they are very easy to differentiate. Being Cary, Ohio is a fictional town where some of the Icons kind of come and go through there. And that some of their stories are intertwined with. But there are also many other stories about Cary, Ohio and other houses that have taken place in this uh, town. Yeah, and the cool thing about the logo is, it, I mean, at least what they have is, it looks like it. It was carry, but like somebody spray painted the scary, word the yeah. S there. So that's, it's gonna be interesting. It says, uh, what does it say? Uh, Horror in the Heartland or yep. whatever. Um, that's interesting because it's supposed to be Cary, Ohio. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not into geography as much, but I don't consider Ohio the heartland. So I'm wondering if maybe it's gonna take place in a sister city of Cary. Mm, could. I mean, maybe a different yeah. carry because it doesn't say carry Ohio. It just says welcome to scary. Yeah. So maybe it's going to be like carry Kansas or something. And it's going to be like that. almost like a sister town to carry Ohio. Different. I could be wrong. Yeah. But alternate universe of carry or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Just be a little different. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I'd love to see that as well. All right. Now to that bottom row. The Wicked Growth Realm of the Pumpkin. Yeah. We knew they were bringing this one back yep. too. They had merch for it. I so. mean, yeah. That whole, that whole Pumpkin Lord t-shirt that you got, that comic strip one is just... Definitely the fan favorite of the merch so far that came out. But this one has had me excited for a while, ever since we did the Scare Zone a couple of years ago, that we actually had this big character who was very much prominent. And we we're like, oh, I mean, this guy should definitely take it to the next level. And then 
I'm surprised it, it looks it like it is. 30 years to make a pumpkin icon to be Yeah, right? They probably didn't I mean, want to like... It's such a classic Halloween yep. icon, like thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm excited for this one. I'm expecting some sort of maybe like origin story so we can kind of introduce him as a icon of sorts or yeah. get at least people that may not have gone to the previous one that he was at um, sort of, of affiliated with this, you know, quote unquote pumpkin lord but that's what kind of i'm anticipating but also just very classic halloween oh for sure pumpkins farmland haunted house yeah you know stuff like that jack-o'-lanterns obviously but that's that's kind of the gist of what i'm I'm guessing on that one puppet theater captive audience so now this is the one that we probably know the most about um and and it comes from that video that they did release yeah they they released a uh video you can get on like peacock a, i think it's on youtube it's you like a walkthrough yeah so they show they show plenty of the scenes um they show plenty of the, props, show of the props it's if i remember correctly it's it's something about this older theater it looks awesome. or something like that no they, matter what it is yeah. it looks great they get trapped in there or something and then all hell breaks like loose. i know that we haven't seen a lot from the other houses but this could potentially be my favorite one this year yep. if it happens and i remember putting this up at my it was either on the top of my hype list or my top of my like most scary list, like that I'm most anticipated for. This one still, even after seeing that video, is amazing because these characters, the design on these characters looks amazing. They have all these, you know, really Victorian era costumes. These mm. really, really gothic masks. It's really right. Shakespearean, and it's. I think this is the house that they had the most, maybe the most fun to play with, because you know the icon house. You're playing with icons scary you're playing with the stuff that you've done before i feel like puppet theater they really got to just like go all out and create a whole new world in there yeah i would have been i would have liked to been on the creative team for that one yeah continuing along now haunting of hill house yeah these next two are kind of like okay pretty yeah pretty self-explanatory if they have a i think we talked about this last the last time we spoke about this is that like the haunting of hill house we if they had a an I a right to the I to the IP, mm-hmm. then they probably couldn't it not be extended, do it. I'm sure. So I'm sure Netflix was like, "You got to do that house." Like, yeah, yeah. we already we, built it. Yeah, we built the whole yeah. props and everything. You can't just get rid of the props. Yeah, and, no, so. no. I'm excited for this house. We both are huge fans of yeah, this I'm series. Excited. Um, obviously, the Bly Manor for me was not yeah, we've as said it good. Before. Yeah, it wasn't I wasn't as hyped about that one. Yeah, but either way. I'm excited to see how they transform it into a house. Yeah, it's to me, it's the Stranger Things house. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what it is. It's yeah. it's it's gonna be. This is the one. that's gonna be two and a half hour waits. Um, it's gonna be hard to get into this one more than once a night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like you said, I'm excited to see how they turn it into a house. And yeah. we've kind of gone through in the past on a few episodes of how we think they're gonna do back it. When we first so, kind of started, yeah. Definitely go back and listen to that. Um, but yeah, I think that. I think this one's going to be pretty interesting to, to, to see. Now we have essentially the headliner house. Beetlejuice. Beetlegeist. Obviously, this one was opened last year for just Halloween weekend. We did not get a chance to go over there, but I did see some pictures of it. I am excited to go through it. It looks like a very fun house, a very interactive house. I don't know if the scares are really going to be there. But I think it's gonna be more of that comic relief, that Beetlejuice house that we, you know, Beetlejuice that we we have come to know and love. But it's gonna be kind of like that Killer Clowns, Ghostbusters style house where it's. Yeah, a I was feel just gonna good say house. exactly. This is the Ghostbusters house. This mm-hmm. is what this one's used for. I didn't get to do this one because obviously yep. they dropped it kind of like on last the weekend. Second. Yeah, it was like they told us on Thursday or Friday and opened it up yeah, Saturday, Sunday. So I didn't, I didn't get to do this one. So this is another one where I get to kind of go in blind. Yep. But it's definitely a, the Ghostbusters. Hey, mm-hmm. it's kind of spooky, kind of funny. It's the the lighthearted house yeah. of the bunch. For non like true, tried and true HHN fans, where like this will pull you in. You know, you might not know the icons, you might not know Carrie Ohio, you might not know you know the difference between an IP or an original, and that's all well and good. This will be the house that I think brings the majority of the people that maybe do this event once a year or they just happen to be on vacation like hey let's just do horror nights for night yeah sure that sounds fun um that's kind of how i was on when i came down to 25 i didn't really research the event i came for freddy versus jason so i just kind of got introduced to the event through that one visit and lo and behold here we are years later 
going every going as often as I can, talking about it every week. But yeah, Beetlejuice will definitely be the one that kind of draws a crowd, and I think that one will probably be one that has changed the most from last year to this year. I think they'll be able to open that one up a lot more. And, you know, the whole object of Beetlejuice is to be that, that antagonist that, that he's going to be walking you through this house, guiding you in your face. Yeah. I do do think that he's going to be kind of like the pseudo host of this year's event. Like I know that like icons are back, but I think that this one's going to be like Beetlejuice and Jack kind of like teaming up like the, clowns with the most or like you know yeah, the... maybe he captured them yeah that's a good point maybe and then we are left with our last one creep show which we kind of discussed a little bit I'm not sure if it's going to be the old anthology the new series uh what have you but that'll be something we have to definitely dive into but i'm really interested in this one it's a great addition if they had to dump the billy eilish house for something i'm sure they had to try to find a strong ip it seems like it probably would have been you know creep show Gremlins, or maybe Candyman. I would say one of those three were probably the ones that were on the board, and Creepshow was probably the easiest. Um, they've had it in LA before, so yeah, maybe I mean, we'll get props that, from there. Maybe that, they just, that could be why they picked it. I mean, if they've done it before, which is kind of cool because maybe it is going to be like the original Creepshow yep. and not so much the new one, but mm-hmm. who knows? Because I remember last year when we were getting updates from Hollywood, they were building the Creepshow facade where it was like an open comic book. And then it was, you know, we got the news that it was canceled, and then they started breaking it all down. I was like, ah, it just, just got a little taste of yeah, it. That's all we got. I know. it's It sucks, but... All right. So let's jump into these scare zones a little bit. So right at the front, right when you walk in where An Arcade was last year, you're going to get that 30th anniversary zone, or so this spec map says, which, for me, 30th anniversary zone, since we have a best of scare zone mashup, that, for me, is probably going to be very icon heavy, very heavy on the originals. Maybe we get some like graveyard game reference. Maybe we get, you know, something like that. We're going to get some callbacks, I think, here and there. That'll be, that'll be what's kind of welcoming you to this event. If you continue walking that way over by the tribute store where Zombieland was, we have that labeled as just an original. So not much, not much to go off on that one. <laughs> if you walk continue around the lagoon where we had rob zombie is where they say we are also going to have a creep show scare zone which for me i think is kind of like in that texas chainsaw bracket where it has a little bit of an asterisk to me because i don't really see horror nights doing a scare zone and a house of the same thing when it's not revolving around an icon or an anniversary kind of thing yeah it's it's that's hot that's tough to devote that much real estate to one property and also not have it even close to where the house is you know it's completely across the park i mean i granted they kind of did it last year with rob zombie they gave rob zombie a scare zone and house of a thousand corpses but they were two different entities yeah because i mean one was the movie it just happened to be made by rob zombie the other one was like rob zombie's music Mm -hmm. so it was a little different so we'll see that I just I see that changing. If they had props for a creep show scare zone, now that's the reason why I could see that why they went to do a creep show house because they can take a lot of the props that they had for the scare zone, smash them into a house, yeah. and just throw up a random scare zone. Continuing all the way back around the lagoon, over where the Viking Undead was, that little kind of walkway, we have Terra Crentis. So, obviously, the legend goes every 15 years, they reappear. It hasn't been 15. It's been 15 events. We're going to glance over that small little detail. And she's going to have her whole land back, which is a really good spot for it. I love that scare zone location with all the trees and the pumpkins, and that's that's usually where the fog works the best. I That's just usually where my go-to scare zone is. And then we continue it all the way down to where we had Vanity Ball, and that's where we have the best of scare zones mashup. So, again, when we kind of really dive into this, I think we'll probably pick a couple, three or four, that we think will probably definitely be into this little area. Um, But I'm glad they put that there, because that's definitely one of the larger scare zone locations. They can kind of stretch that out a little bit, almost all the way from die-in all the way towards the exit. Right. 
So I'm excited for those scare zones. Um, you know, 30th anniversary zone, great. Best of scare zone, great. Terra Crentis, can't wait. But then we just have that original, and then we have that creep show. Obviously, the original is going to flip and kind of switch over to, you know, whatever they have planned. And I think the creep show is going to kind of go the way of the dodos. Now, it has for shows, fountain show, just the fountain show. So yeah, we got that lagoon we... show. Did we? I don't know if we did. We say that we didn't think. Well, I think one of my bold predictions last episode was that I think we were gonna have a stage show. Yep. But I don't. I'm not surprised if they don't have a stage show, yep. only because it might just be easier to say screw it. We're not gonna mm-hmm. bother with everything that's been going on. So yeah, I, I think they have a stage show. I think, think. I think. I think having a stage show does nothing but help alleviate some of the COVID protocols and stuff like that. Because it's, it's an area you can pretty much, you know, store a couple hundred people or at least a hundred people during that show running. So I think it, I think it would just be more beneficial to have the show up and running. You have the spaces already, you know, uh, the seats already kind of spaced out where you can sit, where you can't sit. That's not a problem. You get people in, you sit them down, and it kind of alleviates some of the stress from the lines. It alleviates some of the stress from the houses themselves. It alleviates some of the people in the scare zones. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't have a show other than the fact that maybe I don't want to say they're doing it on a shoestring budget, but I want but their budget to like create new things could be very slim and they just didn't have anything left to kind of make a show happen. Yeah. No, I mean, if these are the houses we are getting, they're really only working on one house. I would imagine all the scare zones that they had picked out for last year are going to find their way to this year. So really the only thing that they'd have to really build or, or contract out would be that stage show, whether it's a, a Beetlejuice show, whether it's a Bill and Ted show, whether it's, you know, an icon related show, you know, it could be any of those things. But I, I think there's really no reason why we shouldn't have a, a stadium show. There's no reason. Yeah, I'm with you there. I I'm, again, I'm not I'm not I'm going to hold my breath until I'm not going to hold my breath until I see something confirmed, but yeah. I I, I could take it or leave it. I'm not a, I'm not one for stage shows anyways, but yeah, and I'm not yeah, I'm not either, but I just think I just like it cuz it definitely gives people somewhere to go. Yeah, I think it, the nice thing is for me it pulls people away from the houses. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only thing I really care about is like if you have something that pulls people away from some of the hot lines because the lines are going to be crazy as it is. So. Yep. All right. So that's the spec map. Like I said, a handful of times we'll be back again to kind of discuss in depth what we think some of these things are going to happen. But just going off of what we talked about, we got like six or seven little things that we're going to kind of rapid fire for you guys. So, we're going to give you what we think is the scariest house, the most fun house, the most creative, the most anticipated, the least favorite, and what we think is going to have the highest wait time. You ready for this one? So, we're really not going to base this off of much. We're pretty much just going off the cuff on this one. So, what do you think for scariest house? For me, personally, it's going to be puppet theater. Just because I hate dolls. Scary dolls is what's going to terrify the shit out of me. And Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, I think that one for me is going to be the scariest one. I, overall, for I mean, for just in general, I probably that or Tooth Fairy. Mm-hmm. But then again, I don't I don't know because I haven't done either of them. Yeah. But just not, I just know personally, it's going to be the puppet doll, theater, yeah. theater one. I think for scariest, I'm going to go with the puppet theater as well because I think that was mine from last year. Uh, but that was when I thought it was mannequins. I was like, those things are fucking terrifying. Mannequins are terrifying yeah Yeah. faceless little creatures um but i think that this one has the most opportunity to kind of really wow you and and really catch you off guard because you're going to kind of be in this whole different world and then bam something's going to be there yeah so yeah i'm with you i think puppet theater preemptively way too soon is going to be yeah it's our way too soon guess is a scariest house so the most fun house what do you think what are you going for for most fun house um I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to be cheap and say Beetlejuice because I do think that one's going to be a fun house to go through. But mm-hmm. since people have seen it already and it's kind of we know what we're getting with it, um, if not that one, I'll 
probably go creep show because creep show was a fun movie yeah it's outlandish it's just craziness all in one quirky it's it's quirky it's 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 scary but it's not like it's steve it's like yeah it's like 80s stephen king so it's like it's not like super down-to-earth scary um, but it's got that goofiness to it, mm-hmm. so I think that one will be kind of cool. I mean, if I don't, if if I get like a, an old an old dude mannequin with bugs coming out of him, mm-hmm. I'll be happy. Yeah, uh, most fun. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say HHN icons captured. I think that'll be one that we yeah. revisit many yep. many yeah, times. Yeah. All right, most creative. What do you think is gonna be the most creative? That's a good one. Um, I'm gonna say scary. Welcome okay. to scary. I think, like I said, if they kind of go along the idea of maybe potentially doing a different carry somewhere yeah. else in the heartland has more opportunity to maybe really this wow is, you. You, you. Well, you can introduce more or, or new characters in yep. that, in that universe. So I think that opens up the door for more creativity, but mm-hmm. who knows? Um, I think for creativity, I'm going to go wicked growth, the pumpkin. Yeah. I can see um, that too. Based off of where I think the scary Ohio is going to be more of like a mashup house. I think the wicked growth one is going to be more story building and, and, it's going to be a whole new, a whole new world. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I mean, the only reason the only reason I wouldn't necessarily agree is that we've seen like haunted pumpkin patches before. Yeah. So they really have to kind of go over the top to make it different. Yeah. But not to say that they can. Like obviously, it's universal. So. Yeah. All right. On a count of three, say what you think the least favorite house is going to be. <laughs> One, two, three. Texas, Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. Yep. I, I know some people are going to be like, oh, what are you talking about? It's going to be amazing. And it's like, I get it. You may be a Texas fan. Totally understand. But, I mean, just from my point of view, no. I am now cutting off Lois's head with a chainsaw. Yeah. I'm Phyllis's head with a chainsaw. I'm honestly going to be more annoyed by the sound. I hate the loud, obnoxious chainsaw sound. And I get that it's a it's a, what it is. It's an iconic item in horror, but just for me, I'm just, ugh. It's All bad right. enough outside. I can't imagine it's going to be, like, enclosed. In, yeah, inside. All right, and then what do you think is going to be a house that consistently has the longest wait? Are we going to do that one, two, three, two, or I'm just going to tell you? Uh, you can tell me, because I think we're going to have different ones. Really? Maybe. I'm going with Hill House. Hill House, see, I was going to go Beetlejuice. Oh, okay, yeah, I could see Beetlejuice having a long wait. I just think, I think last year, going by last year, mm-hmm consistently Stranger Things was two hours yep Ghostbusters was maybe 45 to an hour the longest I saw it Um, I think that they over I think they I think they I think they overestimated the weight that we're gonna have for Ghostbusters because of the length of the queue it was never what I remember it was never out to the front up to the midway yeah no the line didn't really get long until you got to like back yeah behind the roller coaster before that it never really filled up now granted i wasn't there on certain nights so maybe it was crazy or closer to halloween but stranger things i feel like they could have put that there and had more space for their line because that line was always two hours yeah that one was so i just feel like going by that past i think the netflix house is going to be the busiest basement yeah no i could see i mean i think those two are definitely the heavy hitters you know us being more of that hhn fandom where i mean i know we're we're biting at the chomps or to get to those HHN icon house and the scary Ohio house and stuff like that. But those are going to be very popular houses as well. All right. Well, that wraps it up for our, our spec map talk. We do have a busy week coming up. I have some more family in town. We were off last week cause we had work, work family in town, the whole shebang. <laughs> Got to work the nine to five to be able to afford this uh, content. <laughs> the, the nine to 10. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, so we are going to be kicking off, obviously, April the way we typically do with our killer reviews, with it being Easter. We're going to try to find an Easter We're going to... Oh, we will. We... Oh, I mean, boy. I have no doubt in my mind that you will find oh, some awful, terrible movie boy. based around Easter. Did, did you Did you see I the haven't even looked. List? Okay, so... I'll have to look tonight. I, I sent a list through to the, the group chat that we're in about it. I will, I'll take a look at that. Let me just... Oh, there's some gems, I'm sure. What? Uh, Let's just go through a couple of these titles because we are definitely going to get another Thanksgiving episode out of this. Oh, I hope so. So we have Rotten Tail from 2019. Okay. We have Bunny Man Vengeance 2017. I'm already sold. We have The Bunny Man Massacre. 
even better. And and it is exactly what you think it is. The poster is a man in a bunny suit. With I a hope so. Chainsaw that I mean, looks. Why wouldn't it be? And it's the same font as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, I'm in. We got, which is probably my favorite title, Beaster Day. Here comes Peter <laughs> Cotton Hell. Oh, oh my God! We may have just we may have just selected it. Yeah, that might have to be it. And that's that's there's there's a couple more. Oh my God! So goodness oh, gracious! Yeah, Cottontail, Knight of Lepus. All right, there's a lot. So yeah, we'll we're going to be doing our killer reviews, hopefully with Kevin again this week, and it's going to be Easter themed to kick off April. Whether that comes to us on next Friday or the Friday after, is TBD. We'll kind of we'll we'll <laughs> to be determined. Yeah, we will judge the week and see if we can sneak that in there for you. Also. Keep an eye on our social media because we have been hoarding. We've been getting stickers. We've been getting buttons. We've been getting keychains. We've been getting other little buttons. A whole bunch of stuff with a on it. Yeah, we've, I've just been ordering. Every time I see something, I order it. So we are going to find a way, find a contest to get this out to you guys. Whoever may want it, we're going to run some sort of contest. And then I can either mail it to you or if you are a local, maybe we can meet up at the park one day that I'm there and I can deliver the goodies. Um, but keep an eye on our social media because we are going to do our best to get these into your hands. Whether it means sharing us to your friends or maybe another about us or another clandestine drop things off at Universal. Yeah, so if I, you happen to be there, look for the stuff. Yeah, and drop I around. might I might post around. You know, if I plan on going to a park like in the middle of the week, I might post earlier in the week that I will be there, so I can either meet up with you or if you follow our socials on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, um, like I did last time. I will take a video of where I'm putting it with a little hint. You should be able to figure it out. And first come, first serve. That thing will yeah. get scooped up. I'm down. I think that's it. That is it. I think we blew through this one. I mean, again, I don't know how we managed to pull, <laughs> to pull 50 minutes out of this episode, but yeah. I'm excited either way. I have to admit, um, completely off topic, I gave In the Tall Grass another chance. Yeah. And I actually liked it this time. Did you? Okay. And part of it is because I read Joe Hill's book of 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 short stories that includes Uh-oh. that short story so after reading it i watched it again and i have to admit i i liked it a lot better the second time i watched it All so right. first time back. i watched it didn't like it second time i watched it i actually enjoyed it so nice. i don't know why that happened i don't know how that happened but figured i'd throw that in there at the end of this tail end of this episode yeah. so also kudos to you guys we have been around since like may we're, we're coming up on about 10 months or so yeah we hit three thousand listens. and we hit three thousand total listens let's go might not be huge for hey, for everybody else, I don't to know us, that's but huge. to us, that's big. That's that's gigantic. I didn't think we'd hit three thousand listens before the before a year was up. Yeah, but. no, no, I didn't. I didn't see that. So thank you guys that continually listen. You know, tell your friends. Yeah, keep spreading the tag word. Your friends, tag your friends. Tag us. Spread the word. We're trying to get out there to to reach more people because I I'd like to imagine we have some fun conversations that people may enjoy. Well, I mean, obviously we've got enough <laughs> people listening to it, so so. You know, we have a lot of fun episodes in our back catalog that are are pretty easy to listen to at any time. You know, they're really not time sensitive. You know, they're just kind of more creative with our, you know, make your own house, make your own maps, you know, musical artists for HHN, Horror Night Drafts, you know, anticipated movies. We, we talk a, a lot of different things, not just Horror Nights. So if you are a fan of all horror movies or just creativities or what if scenarios we got a lot of good episodes in our back catalog for you to check out so again thank you guys for checking us out all 3,000 listens to you and guys until next time this is nick and this is seamus happy haunts And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.